Episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm Devin. And we got Rob. Hey, guys. It's Rob. This week, we're going to be talking about Fear Street Part 2, which came out on last Friday. It did. Uh, I'm glad so obviously spoilers if you haven't seen it or if you plan on watching it and you haven't yet do all the things i'm glad they didn't just jump straight into the camp stuff and they actually like still showed like oh what happened last time and yeah. things like that and showed how the two stories do connect but why don't Rob? Why don't you tell us a bit of how the story starts off? Uh, well, it starts off basically at the end of the last one, where they they well, it it shows the lady that that they called, the one who survived from the camp, and she's at home. She's got everything weirdly labeled. Her calendar has like four thousand or something days written on it. I think it's uh, five thousand three hundred and something. And she's feeding her dog, and she hears an, a noise, and then she, people are looking in through the windows. She goes and she puts her dog in the closet, and then she basically goes into attack mode, and someone climbs in through the window, she attacks them and throws them in the kitchen. It turns out to be the girl from first up, first movie, uh, who is coming to get help for the now-possessed girl. Her and her brother come in, and they try to convince her to help. Um, she doesn't want to at first, but I don't remember what she says to get her to agree to tell them the story. Just basically just that they weren't going to leave the girl possessed and, and run off like she suggested. So she comes, she has them come in, they, they chain up, what the hell's her name, Sarah? Sam. Sam to the bathroom grate, and then she starts to tell them the story of what happened at the camp. Yeah, it's like one of those old school radiators that you'd see in like the bathroom, like a heater. Yeah. First takeaway from all these all the scenes here, lady's got a lot of alarm clocks. Yeah, mm. she, she has one for like every event throughout the day. Like when one alarm goes off, that's dinner time. When another one goes off, that she checks the locks on the house. Yeah, and one was for feeding the dog. Like, that's it. She has, like, a label maker label on each clock to show what it means. And they didn't really explain what that was about. But... I don't know. She probably doesn't sleep very much. Probably not. I feel her pain. Um, Alright, so then she sits down and she starts kind of recounting the story to these to these kids about what happened at Camp Nightwing. Devin, how about you take it on now? 
Oh, uh, yeah. She starts looking at Nightwing. We see the chick from Stranger Things. Um, That's being right, no chased through the woods. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was wondering why she looks so familiar. Um, Stranger Things season two. It's not Elle, it's the redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we see chick from Stranger Things. She's, uh, getting chased through the forest by a bunch of chicks at this spot. Um, at the camp, obviously. She's getting chased by the chicks. They're saying she's possessed by the witch and, you know, whatever. They're all kind of being assholes about everything. But, um... Yeah, I mean, they... Uh, oh, that's what happens. One of, the, one of the guys. There's one guy there, too. Yeah, she's chasing the forest. One of the guys come... Basically step out from behind a tree and clothesline the shit out of her. Um, which, first off, rude. Can I just say? It was a gnarly clothesline. <laughs> it was. Very gnarly clothesline. Very, very gnarly clothesline. Um, yeah, so she gets clotheslined. Once she gets clotheslined, she's kind of out for the count. She wakes up tied to the tree, the tree where they supposedly hung, um, Sarah Fears? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Sarah Fears, who's the witch, who's kind of like the witch that's been tormenting been throughout all, both movies at this point. Then one of the girls is kind of like borderline psycho, like she asked for like a lighter. Well, she, uh... Girl kicked her, I think, did he headbutt her? Or elbow in the face or something like that. Anyway, she wants him hitting her in the face. Then when she wants him hitting her in the face, the girl starts bleeding. And she's like, we're even now. And then it was, oh, because they said that she's, that she stole money from them. She says she did. We never really got closure on if she did steal the money or not. We don't really know. Um, but, yeah, so she wants to take some lighter. And then, you know, there's in every like scene like this, there's always that one person that takes things too far. And everybody's kind of like, uh, are we okay with this? Like, collectively, are like we cool with this? <laughs> so then she starts, like, lighting her on fire. She starts, like, burning her like, under her arm. Um, she holds the lighter to her, starts burning her arm. And, uh, not cool, by the way. And then right when that happens, uh, young sheriff steps in the scene. We get young sheriff and his, uh, his brother, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, sure. what, I was confused. Were, were both of them like I know the one that was holding the girl's feet that did the clothesline was his brother because he says to him, "I'll tell mom." But is the blonde one also his brother? Like, does he have two brothers? I wasn't sure. I think I think he does. I think all three of them are brothers. I think. Okay. I think that's that's the that's the way it looks like. One second, sorry. Um. So yeah, so he comes up. Basically, sheriff saves the day. Um, we find out from that, kind of from that scene, you kind of can tell, like a little bit, like well, right after that scene, you kind of can tell that uh, sheriff got a little bit of a crush on what is that chick's name? They call her Ziggy. Ziggy. But her name is her name is. When... I think it's like Christine or something like that. It is Christine. It is Christine. It is Christine. Yeah, so Ziggy, uh, he has a crush on Ziggy. He tries to get close to her. She's just kind of standoffish and kind of just like, you know, fuck this place. Like, everybody's kind of, like, 
the camp, even the camp has like the weird vibe of like this town versus this town to what Shady Side versus uh, Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale, yeah. Shady Side versus Sunnyvale, like it. Yeah, it's it's. This is a weird like area. Like it's. I feel like it's the only two spots that exist in this world, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so we have like this this weird camp that had been going on there. So I think I think the sheriffs from Sunnyside, right? Yeah, Sunnyvale. Yeah, Sunnyvale. But isn't he the isn't he the sheriff of Shady? No, the sheriff department covers both towns, but it's based in ah, Sunnyvale. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, I was like, isn't he the sheriff? I'm like, did he did he did he go against his father? Do we do we have character development here? Did he go against his father and go to the other town to be their sheriff instead? Because that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> but anyway, all right, so. Yeah, so we have that happening. Uh, I think after that, let me try to rethink. Burn her. Da, 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 da. Ah, then it cuts to her sister. Um, it cuts to her sister and their boyfriend and her boyfriend, and they're cleaning the the outhouse. Um, I'm guessing this is like the beginning of camp. Like camp just started, so like they're still getting stuff ready. That's what it kind of looks like to me. Well, I don't, know I, I, don't, I don't know, because they said that the other girl had gotten into trouble like five weeks in a row. Yeah. I, I, feel, like this, like, I they, feel like this might be like the, the culmination of camp, and they're leading up to like the big, like, uh, uh, some sort of big camp event where like all the parents and stuff come to. Yeah, that might be, that might be a thing. For whatever reason, they're, they're cleaning the... Um, they're cleaning the bathroom, the stalls there for whatever reason or another. I, it, I, it's either the beginning of camp, but they said, like you said, they said she's got in trouble, or like, it's, yeah, or this, or they just never cleaned the bathroom for whatever reason, or because they did say that she graffitied the bathroom, so I don't know if they're cleaning it up. I feel like they would just make her clean it up. Mm. So I'm like, I don't really know how that worked out. But anyway, they're cleaning that, and then like her and her boyfriend, they started like having a conversation. They started making out for a minute, and then like. Out of nowhere, like she like stops making out with him. She's like starts opening up the bathroom stalls. Like, if there's two people in there, um, like there's like there's going to be someone in there. Like she just completely ignores them. Um, and she opens the stall. She's like, "Where are they?" And then it cuts to, I guess, two people who were supposed to be helping them out. Uh, yeah. the other two also, camp counselors, and they were having sex. Yeah. Also, the um the bathroom there was graffiti all over the bathroom, but that's not what they were. They were cleaning up the weird red moss that was growing everywhere. Is what they were cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that foreshadows later on. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So it comes with you having sex. You know, she walks in there and she's like, "What the hell?" You know, and you know, first she's kind of taken aback because her, I guess, her friends are just having sex. And she's like, "Oh my god!" Well, her her ex friends now camp counselor or whatever, and she's kind of like taken aback because she's the innocent girl, and uh, they fastest dress ever. Like, because the guy was clearly did not have pants on. Yeah. And then, like, they cut back and then cut back on, and they both had pants on. And I was like, I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like that was a very fast time to get dressed. <laughs> I feel like that a lot of, like, that was, like, world record levels of, like, speed. But anyway. So, guy trying to get dressed. Uh, guy gets dressed after all that fun, after that. Basically, that little conversation, girl lights up a joint. Uh,. One second here. Uh, girl wants up a joint, starts smoking it. She's all like, 
oh my god, what are you doing? You can't do that. And then basically she walks out. They have they have their argument. She walks out and walks into the um camp counselor, like I guess he's like the head counselor, I guess. He seems to be the one like calling a lot of the shots. Yeah, the sheriff's brother we've established. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just seems like the head counselor. He's like he's the one calling a lot of the shots. But uh, so yeah, so he kind of like steps out, and then she steps out, runs into him, and then he smells marijuana, and he has a this a a hatred for marijuana. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, he, he he gets very offensive about yep. marijuana. Yep. <laughs> uh He's and he's all like, "That better be skunk I'm smelling," and I'm like, "Yeah, it is. It's it's a hundred percent skunk." Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, so that happens. She runs into him. They're doing that. The and then after that, the I, it cuts. The sister goes to the nurse to get ready. And the nurse starts acting a little weird. She can't find her at first. She finds some stuff about the witch. Can't find her at first. And then the nurse finds her. And then she starts to ask her about something about her daughter. Or her daughter gets brought up. And then she starts wrapping her arm like tighter and tighter. While she's like telling her people kill people for good reasons and shit. Um, not necessarily a good thing. Um, then basically she snaps out of it. She gets her medicine. And she kind of like leaves. She's like, that's weird. Hmm. And then she runs into her sister, who's all pissed off because her sister is. If she's like, if you get kicked out of camp, I get kicked out of camp, because and I'm trying to get out of this town, so I need to, you know, save up money. Blah blah blah, blah kind of thing. And she asks her about the nurse, and then she kind of blows her off. And then it cuts to the sister again, the older sister and the boyfriend again, and they're cleaning up the like the cafeteria hall. area, yeah. the mess hall. And why well, keep taking me there? Because I got to step away for like two seconds. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Um. So she's scrubbing the floor. Was it a sponge? It seemed awfully hard. It's like she felt. Yeah, I think it was like an industrial, like scrubbing sponge. Yeah, uh, but she kept scrubbing harder and harder and harder because she was getting more and more frustrated with talking about her sister and just everything. And she ended up tearing the sponge in half, uh, and then going to get a new one. And then when she came back, she saw the knife drawer open, so she closed it. And then she walks back out, and her boyfriend wasn't there, but she turned around, and he was behind her. And then the nurse came in, and spouting some nonsense. Like, it seems like the nurse just went crazy, and then attacked the boyfriend, tried to stab him. Uh, yeah, they, she said something about seeing his name on the wall, and that he was going to die tonight either way, so she had to stop him. Yeah. Uh, and then she, they wrestled on the floor for a little while, and then he kicked her off, and, like, she hit, like, her neck on the bench. And I guess he hit, like, the back of her head, like, the back of his head on something, because he was bleeding from the back of the head a little bit. Um, and then the rest of the, pretty much throughout the rest of the day, he was kind of, like, uh... In a daze, I guess, like yeah, out of it, kind yeah, of. almost like in thought over this whole thing, and he just get, it progressively got worse and worse. Yeah, uh, like at first when people would talk to him, he would respond normally and almost like, "Oh, I wasn't paying attention." What do you say, kind of thing? And yeah. then it just yeah, it kept getting worse and worse. Um, so throughout the whole day, they they start promoting this this color war thing. Uh, where the Sunny Veilers get to wear red shirts, and then the um, Shady Siders wear blue, and then they have a big capture the flag game that evening. 
Um, and then, uh, in the evening, just after the capture of the flag game starts, uh, the two friends who wanted, who were into drugs, who, who wanted the, uh, the preppy girl to go get, uh, go get some drugs f for them from the nurse's office or whatever, um, they all end up going back to the nurse's office and they find some books because the nurse got arrested and at this point the sister wanted to know why, you know, because she didn't seem crazy. Uh, yeah, everyone keeps saying it's the witch, but she doesn't believe in the witch. So she's like, there's got to be some kind of explanation. Right. So they all get back into the nurse's office. <clears throat> uh, the preppy girl has like an unlabeled bottle of, of pills and she finds the book. And I think her name's Alice is the friend, the, the, the female friend's name. The one who ends up getting yeah. hurt. Yeah, Alice. She flips through the book and she's reading a bunch of it. And then she shows a map and they figure, oh, this must be the witch's house. So then they take off. They take the book. They, well, they take the Well, they, they see where she marked all the X's and they're like, what? where is she marking? And that's what she's like. Let's go find out. Yeah. So they head off towards the exes. Uh, <clears throat> they take her purse and the pills. <clears throat> um, God, my throat hurts. Um, and they all just kind of like go trudging out into the woods uh, along with the preppy girl and what was his name? Tom? Tom Slater. Um, yeah. He, yeah, the really dazed out dude. Anyway, they get to out in the middle of nowhere, and they find, like, a bunch of graves that have been dug up, or being in the process of being dug, I guess. And, yeah. and then Alice finds, like, this one, I guess... Well, she finds the witch's house, like, what's left of it, and then they find, like, a cellar that goes underneath yeah, it. Yeah, like a cellar. Uh, it was weird, though, because it was, like, it was almost like it was a pit... And then, like, a little crawl space for a cellar. But there mm. were no, like, storm doors or anything. Uh, but it was different because it was, like, cobblestone. It wasn't just earth dug up. Uh, anyway, they go into the cellar. They find all sorts of weird shit. They find the big marking that's drawn in the book on the center of the floor in another room. Um, Tom and the other guys stay in the in the first room of the cellar while the two girls go and look at the other one. Um, and then when they come back, the other guy had been trying to get Tom to come out of like his little daze. He he'd just been sitting there staring off into nothing. And then eventually he stands up and grabs an ax and just axes this guy in the face twice. Yeah. He starts doing his best Jason impersonation. Yeah. And then he immediately turns on the girls and starts chasing them. And then they go through like this little secret passage that the one preppy girl found behind the bookshelf. And then there was like a cave-in. Yeah, it collapsed. Well, he grabs her. Yeah, yeah, he grabs her and then they start, she, he starts kicking her, or he, she, he, she starts kicking him, sorry. Um, and then like, and then she like kicks him until like, he hits like the side of the, one of the rocks and it's like, I guess like loose rocks or whatever, like part, part way through there. Nah. And then it starts, it, it Starts to trigger and things start. Yeah, it does got cave in between them two to cut them off from, cut them off from him. Yeah, 
So then it's the Preppy Girl and the Alice Girl down there, and they're lost for a little while until they realize that the drawing in the book is essentially a map of a cave of the cave system below this house. And so they start following it as if it were a map. And they come across like this big heart looking thing that's just pulsing. Um and all yeah. and all the while Tom is just slowly working his way through the camp, killing all the shady siders. He's not yeah. attacking any of the sunny veilers. Yeah, that's what I thought it was weird because in the first movie they killed the Sunny Veilers too. In this one they seemed to only like injure them to get them out of the way and then went for the Shady Siders. But they out and out killed Sunny Veilers in the first movie, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um Eventually they find a bunch of that red moss stuff, and the preppy girl's like, Hey, this moss stuff, I I've seen this somewhere else. And then they start looking and like they end up smelling shit and they realize that the cave system comes up and out of one of the toilets in the outhouse. Um, we missed the section where the, the younger sister, Ziggy, and the future sheriff play a prank on one of the other girls with bugs, yeah. but... Eventually ends up locking her in the outhouse for the night, and then Ziggy has to go back and find her, and then they they fight for a little while, and she just throws her like a mean left hook and knocks her ass out. And that's when where is that? Uh, Rob, you may know that uh, the other camp counselor was I think it was Gordy, Jordy. Where where have I seen him before? Uh, the one that was in the bathroom with Ziggy, or no, uh, the one that played Gary. The one with like like the like the New Year camp council with like the long hair. Yeah, he was in the bathroom. Yeah, he was in the bathroom Ziggy. with Ziggy. And then he ends up uh, getting his head chopped off and falls down the toilet into the cave. Ah, he's a kid in Halloween, in the in uh in the new Halloween remake, my remake, but the new one, the newer one. He's the one that he he's like the friend of the. The guy and the girl, the main, like the main guy, like the main girl, her boyfriend. He's like their friend, and then at the party, he gets drunk and tries to, tries to, uh, pick her up, and then he's he's the one that gets impaled on the offense. Hmm. No, yeah, I don't remember any of this. In the new Halloween, in the twenty eighteen one. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's like the friend who gets in like the devil costume that gets impaled on the fence. All right. I'm like, I know I've seen him in something before. Like, what? I don't know. All right. He's also in Stranger Things, but he's like a second. He's like in Stranger Things for like a second. I don't think he's like a... He is billed in Stranger Things as... Sweaty Teen Boy. Well, okay. Here you go. Uh, let me see. There's like a there's there's a slash behind sweaty teen boy. So I'm trying to see if there's a does does he get more credit besides sweaty teen boy? Sweaty teen boy. Drunk teen number two. There you go. He's sweaty teen boy. Drunk teen number two. There you go. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so yeah, like I said, Tommy Boy over here is just cutting his way through camp, through the camp. Uh, yeah, who he, they? Oh yeah, he kills the, the the nerdy kid with the glasses, and that's what everyone eventually finds him, and then they all start to panic. Yeah, and then he kills the three that were jailed that were being jailed by the Sunny Veiler. Yep. Um, he tries to kill. Eventually, he tries to kill the uh, the sister Ziggy. Uh, but the sheriff guy like kind of jumps in the way and takes an axe to the leg. Uh, allowing Ziggy to run, and then yeah. The, that's where you kind of notice the most that he doesn't go after this, like because he takes an extra leg and then he's fall, like laying right in front of him, but he leaves him to go fight, chase Ziggy. So it's like, yeah. okay, he only wants the shady siders, clearly. Yeah. Um. In any case, they uh, they the 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 preppy girl and Alice down in the caves realize there must be another way up because of this wording in this book. That there must be a way up in the mess hall. Uh, and so Alice tells the, the preppy girl to go ahead and just go without her. She's just going to slow her down because she like had a broken leg or something. And uh, Yeah, because she touched the heart and it showed her like all the murders that the witch had done. And she was like running through the cave screaming. Yeah. She was running into like eyeless people everywhere. Yeah. And then she tripped over a rock and like broke her ankle. Like the bone came out of her leg. Um. <laughs> No, I mean, valuable lesson. Don't go touching, breathing organic masses in the middle of the cave. I mean, true. Not unless you're going to plunge something into it and hope that that works. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what I would have. As soon as I saw that thing, I'd be like, this needs to die. <laughs> all right. It's uh, the heart. Kill it. Kill it. Uh, Kill it with fire. Rob, why don't you pick up from there real quick? Uh, so... So yeah, so then they found that the cave came out in the bathroom and Alice had gone to rescue the girl that she locked in the bathroom. girl that she locked in the bathroom doesn't know there's a crazy axe murderer running around, starts fighting with her. She's like, I'm trying to save your life, asshole. Well, right, uh, before, right, right before when she goes to leave, we cut to, I think, isn't that when we cut to the other counselor and the sheriff brother guy having sex? Uh, yes, which yeah, you yeah. got to see the sheriff's brother's ass and it was very nice. That's his ass, and you got, and you got just, just, just the smallest hint, just the <laughs> smallest hint of ball sack there is, is right there in the back. Yep. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, you got the ass uh, of that guy, <laughs> and then he like nonchalantly walks away. And he's taking a shower, and then she lights up a joint. And he's all like, "Hey, I smell that yeah. shit from in here." Out. Like again, fine. he's like very against marijuana. Like he, yeah, he's like you he, guys he, don't he, know what you're missing. He is the he is the uh, he is the poster boy for for uh, anti smoking campaigns everywhere. He he is the reason why the Dare program was invented. Um, <laughs> he, he he's just like yo, put that out. Hey, great. I love how he's like he's like casually okay with like one of the girls like almost setting her on uh, the other girl on fire. He's just like I'll deal with that later. Um, but like marijuana's oh no 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 like this needs to be dealt with immediately. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he's like, put that shit out, and then she puts it out, and she's just wandering around the camp, and then that's when she fucking finds an axe to the, the face. Yeah, so Tommy breaks in, kills just her while the other guy's in the shower, and then leaves because he's only after the Shady Siders. Uh, so, but yeah, so then 
you come back and Alice is fighting with that girl. She uh, gives her an elbow to the face and knocks her out. So then the other counselor comes in, like I said, and he's like, what the fuck is going on in here? And uh, before she can answer, they hear yelling and they're like, do you hear that? So they open the toilet and they see Alice and uh, uh, Cindy down in the hole. And they're like, hey, can you get us out of here? Uh, so she used the, the rope and the bucket for that she used to pour bugs on the girl in the toilet and she lowers it down. Her and the other counselor are pulling them up. Uh, but then Tommy shows up, chops off the counselor's head, and uh, but um, Ziggy I'm manages so to get away. That, that, that rope held. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I know. Uh, so the bo- but the guy's body falls and and onto Alice's broken leg, making it worse. And uh, he has no head, and they're they're down there screaming. And but Ziggy manages to get away. Uh. Uh, so that happened before, because then the sheriff finds her, and that's when he helps her escape after taking an axe to lay the leg. Um, so that happens at that point. Um, and then... So they figure out that that part of the, the diary they had found said that she came up near the courthouse, the witch. So they're like, oh, there must be another way out. So they end up finding a way out uh, that leads underneath the mess hall. Uh, but there's a grate, so the Cindy is kicking at it to try to get it out while Ziggy's being chased through the mess hall by Tommy. So there's like kind of this race for her to get through the grate while Ch- Tommy's chopping at a door to get at Ziggy. <clears throat> so then eventually he does chop through. You think she's behind that door, but she's not. She's actually in one of the supply closets. And she had turned down the music really loud so he couldn't hear her breathing or walking. So she, he passes by the supply closet looking for her. She comes out and starts creeping up to him with a knife. Uh, but then the music goes out, so he realizes she's there and turns around, but she still stabs him right in the chest, uh, which makes him drop the axe, but then he's, like, strangling her. Um, but then Cindy arrives just in time to with a, a knife of her own and stabs him a bunch and basically kills him. Uh, so then they're they're the two of them are talking and Cindy's like, Oh, I'm sorry I haven't been around. I've been in my own little world or whatever. I didn't really like I wasn't paying attention to you and what you were saying and whatever. So they're like they make up but then they hear a noise coming from the grate underneath. Uh but then it's just, it happens to be Alice just like squirming her way on her broken leg. So they help her up. Oh, and she started bleeding when she was down in the cave waiting for Cindy. And she realizes that the book said something about when you're near the witch's remains, blood will flow. So she looks around and ends up finding the witch's hand down in the caves. So she brings that up with her. And they realize that the curse would be broken if they reunited the hand with the body, supposedly. So they decide to try to do that. Uh, But then, like you see in the cave, the heart starts to beat like rapidly. So the witch realizes what they're trying to do. And then all the names in the cave start to bleed. Um, so as they're about to, to leave, they tell Alice that she should stay behind because of her broken leg. And she's like, no, fuck that. I found the hand. I want a revenge for my boyfriend. I'm going with you. She's like, let me be a part of this. So then they agree. But then they start screaming because the guy, the axe murderer, Tommy, is back up. And he takes an axe to Alice's Alice's chest, and she falls over. Um, and then freaking 
Cindy goes nuts with the shovel and starts hitting him with the shovel and chops his head off with it. Uh, but then they hear a noise and a, the other killer start climbing out of the hole that Cindy came out of. Or that uh, Alice, well, Cindy and Alice had come out of. So they start to try and run and the headless body of Tommy tries to grab the Ziggy and a whole bunch of chaos happens at that point. Yeah, and then they make it to the tree. The hanging tree where the Alice was or uh, the witch was supposedly hanged. Yeah, and then they start digging, and then they find a rock. I don't remember what the rock said, but essentially the remains were not here. Uh, somebody did bury a rock underneath there, though. Um, <clears throat> so they're not really sure what to do at this point, and then. The preppy girl, what's her, her name? Cindy, you said? The sister is Cindy, yeah. yeah. The so black hair one. Cindy essentially tells Ziggy, you know, you're the one who touched touched the bones and, you know, you're bleeding. They're after you. And, uh, you know, try, says, you know, try to run. I'll buy you some time. And so. Did not, did not go well. Ziggy starts to run. And Cindy does hit Tommy once, one good shot to the head, the, the now reattached the head with the shovel, and then and she then took she like her better. Then she took like five axes to the chest. Well, no, well, no. He she <sighs> hit him in the face with the shovel. He he hit her in the face with the axe. She went down immediately, like like with the with the brunt side of the axe. Got like knocked days on the and then her ass, and then after that, her sister. She turns around right as he's about to axe her sister in, in the chest. She yells, uh, the other sister yells no. So, uh, I keep want to call her Sadie. Sadie's her name in real life. But, um, Ziggy turns around and sees her sister about to get actually yells no. Then she gets, did she get shanked by the milkman? Yeah. She gets yeah. shanked by the milkman and then fucking, uh, she gets stabbed Tommy like, going next. Yeah. She Tommy's gets going to town like with that axe. Four times. And then, yeah, Tommy fucking plunges this axe in Cindy's chest like five times. giving chest compression with this the axe. Time, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that's how that works. This whole time, like that whole sh- that whole movie, me and Rob thought Cindy was the character telling the story. We thought that that was the Berman telling the story. And then yeah, when I that happened, we were uh, like, there's no way in hell she survived five axes to the chest. Yeah, I think that you're supposed to think that it's Cindy because they never say. Because even when they like you find out that the, the lady telling the story is Ziggy, even the, the character's like, wait, you're Ziggy? Yeah. But um, yeah. essentially, once she dies, all of the things vanished. Um. And then, and then the, the future sheriff boy, yeah, comes in, starts doing chest compressions, and revives Which, Ziggy. I mean, looking back at the movie, I feel like that's what he was just trying to do. With the other guy was trying to do with the axe, he was just trying to give chest compressions. That's why he kept hitting her over and over well, again. I but mean, he doesn't he know also, how chest compressions also, work. He also couldn't put the axe down, so he's just he's cursed to give chest compressions wherever he goes. But he also is cursed to hold his axe wherever he goes. Yeah. That would be a really funny story. That's like what it was. He was just—he just had a cursed hand. He couldn't let go of the axe, but he's also like cursed and has to give chest compression wherever he goes. He becomes an axe murderer. <laughs> uh, it'd be like trying to get chest compressions from Edward Scissorhands. Yep. <laughs> it'd be like, nah, man, get away from me. I just let me die. Just let me go. Just let me go. <laughs> It'll be less, far less painful for me. Uh, but yeah. So <laughs> then. <laughs> We find out that the the Berman telling the story was Ziggy the whole time, and uh, 
then it, it kind of ends there. But then we get the preview of the next one, which happens in 1666. And this one looks like it's all about... Well, no, they did the whole thing where they said they convinced her that they knew where the body was, that they had found oh, the yeah, body yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the chains. And she's like, no, it's not possible. And they're like, yeah, all we need is the hand. And they're like, is it still buried by the tree? And she just gives them a look. Yeah, like, what I... happened to the camp? And it turns out that the mall from the beginning of the first movie, they, they paved over the, the camp and made the mall there. Yeah. So the hanging tree is in the middle of the mall, like in an arboretum. So they're digging, they dig up and they find the hand there inside the mall. Yeah. And then she and the brother bring it to the body and she tells the brother to stay in the car. And she puts the body, the hand on the body. And as soon as she does, like, she's basically transported into the past and takes the place of the witch. And then that's where they cut it off. Yeah, well, I feel like it's her inhabiting the body of the witch. Yeah. To maybe further know the witch's story, essentially. I'm gonna, you know, uh, at this point, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel right now. Like, if if the witch ends up being, like, a quote-unquote good person because of all, like, bad things done to her or whatever, I feel like that's a, a typical witch trope. And I don't know if I'll be happy with that. Uh, I mean, regardless if she was a good person before she was murdered, she's not one now. So, well, I don't forcing know. a bunch of innocent people to become murderers is not a thing good people do. Well, I guess so. You guess so. <laughs> Listen. I'm listening. No. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, Fear Street Part 2. Can't wait for Fear Street Part 3. Well, Robbie, I asked Rob this for, I think you got on, and my question is to you, did you like Part 2 more than Part 1? I, I know I did. Um... I feel like yeah. they definitely fixed the music in part two, as opposed to part one, where they just played well, like five every, seconds every, every clip. Every time "Carry On My Wayward Son" came on, I was like, "This really is like a supernatural episode." <laughs> yep. Um, I don't know. I guess so. I I have a feeling I I might end up liking part three the most, but I think I do like part two more than part one. They do a little bit more explanation as far as why things are happening. And like it fills in quite a few blanks. It shows you the, it shows you at least the history of where, you know, the axe wielder with the burlap sack over his head came from. Yep. And also, uh, I feel like they, I feel like they have just the characters are better developed in this one overall. Even though they're they don't get as much individual like screen time, but I do feel like they're better developed overall yeah. as compared to the first one. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like I said, I might end up liking Part 3 the most. Um, part 3 comes out the 16th? Yep, Friday. Yeah. The day this comes out, Part 3 is out. So, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Part 1, you can watch Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. You can binge them all. Binge them all. Like Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Right? That's yep. the Pokemon thing? See, look at that. Yep. I got it right. I'm proud of you, Webby. Listen, Rob, just like that nurse said, sometimes you can kill people for good reasons. Uh, killed a bunch of children. 
I know you hate children, but no. Listen, what if those children were destined to grow up to become serial killers? She's making people into serial killers. Yeah, to stop other serial killers. She's. I, I'm just yeah. saying. It might. We don't know her. We don't know her life. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I'm not gonna argue with you guys anymore. The witch is great. She's the lead, she's the best. Hey, character. whoa, whoa! I'm not even. I'm not even. Whoa, I, whoa, I'm not whoa. even with Webby on this nope. one. I don't whoa, actually whoa, think whoa. she's good. Yeah, whoa, whoa, I don't whoa. even. You I don't even know she's the good. best character. You just said she was. No, I said that I hope she is. Uh, oh no, no, no! I, don't I, I said that if they make her, if they make her a good person who turned evil and did all this, that's the typical witch's trope. I hope that's not the case. But then you I were said. just arguing that her having being a murderer is a good thing. So no matter well, what, she's going to be well, a good Well, that's what the nurse Webby, said. Webby just likes other people in pain. Webby just likes, he just wants to see the pain spread around. That's what that is. Yeah. That's Look, why he, that's why he just, chokes you out, Robbie, because, because he loves you. I'm just going to start rooting for the witch at this point. Don't do that. I mean, you root for Jason. I mean, he roots for Jason and all, and all the killers and all the horror movies, except for Freddy. Only except for movie Freddy. I want, to, I want to see Freddy get offed. <laughs> Finally. Someone walks into the dream world and realizes that they're in Freddy's dream and can whoop the shit out of Freddy in his own dream world. That's the movie I'd watch. Anyway. All right. Well, that was our episode. I am out of it. Other than that, how you guys been? Out of it. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I just, I can't seem to wake up. My fucking throat hurts. It feels, I mean, I it feels weird when I swallow. Boat. Like, it feels like my, my, my tonsils are swollen, but I don't think they are. I was it's... in kind of a similar boat earlier. I, I slept till like 2 o'clock. Hmm. Rob made us lemon pancakes this morning. Yep. Lemon pancakes? Yeah, apparently we didn't have vanilla extract, so he used, we, we had lemon extract. Hey, go for it. So was it lemon. good? Yeah. We had good. lemon and orange, and I was like, ooh, I guess lemon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were pretty good. Uh, found out Rob thinks I'm weird because I put my maple syrup in the fridge. Yep. I was like, it's just, it's cold syrup on hot pancakes. Why? Just, I don't know. Always have. Always done it. Uh, uh, anyway. Do we have a science corner with Rob this week? Yes. You asked me about if you could make werewolves with gene splicing. The oh, answer yeah. is not yet, Damn but it. maybe in the future. I mean, it, I was reading about it. I guess it's kind of doable, but the thing is most people, most countries have banned it kind of thing, well, but sure. uh, messing with the human DNA. Cause like, that's the whole thing about a couple of years ago where they talked about making designer babies and all that. Cause you could like change their genes and like there are big questions about whether it's ethical. Um, and they were talking about how splicing different animal DNA with human was possible, but no one had tried it because it's like banned basically. Uh, but so, like, it wouldn't be full werewolves, at least not yet. It would just be like, oh, okay, well, now you have this wolfish trait, 
sort of thing. Uh, but maybe somewhere down the line, it could have werewolves. Uh, but the actually the um, the same technology is what made the COVID uh, vaccine, the CRISPR thing that they're using to now try to fight cancer and stuff. It came from basically gene modifying viruses. So it's the same kind of deal. So by the time we are able to get werewolves, we're just going to end up getting a zombie apocalypse instead. Uh, maybe. What? It's one or the, it's exactly one or the other. Uh, there is no in between. That's right. Like most things in life, it's one or the other. There is no in between. It's do or do not. There is no try. So it could be possible, but it is against the quote unquote law slash banned. <laughs> well, it's not possible <laughs> yet. Uh, like it would take research, but the research is banned. So. Yeah, I bet you it's not banned everywhere. It's not banned everywhere, I bet. It's against international law, not just like regular law. Yeah. Yeah, you think that's going to stop governments? No, of course not. Hell no. But we're going to have that's a not, werewolf army eventually. That's a whole different episode, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's exciting. Now, okay, if you guys could go undergo a procedure. And have your genes spliced with an animal. Uh, what animal would you would you want spliced, and why? Let's start with Devin. Um. Um. Mm. Logical point of view, I would say like gorilla, because I feel like the DNA is close enough where it wouldn't like completely alter me. But I feel like also being a gorilla could like having like that mobility and strength could be super useful. Um, All right. Yeah, being able to grab shit with your feet. Yeah, I mean, but like also too, like yeah, like that and just like the naturally enhanced strength, like the speed. Yeah. I mean, I, I th- it's not a bad. I think the DNA is close enough where it wouldn't be a big deal. But like then the other part of me is just like moose. <laughs> just because. Just because moose. Right. <laughs> what are you, Rob? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would depend on what it did for me. Like, uh, like I was thinking some kind of bird, but I don't know that I'd really be able to fly. Probably not. So, I mean, to be fair, Rob, the chicken is a bird and it it cannot fly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, the, but then why would I want to be spliced with a bird if I couldn't fly? Like, that's the thing. It depends on what the the combination did, I guess. Emu. Emu. <laughs> I is the fastest chicken. Something, chicken emu. Something with good eyesight and hearing. You know what? Maybe well, yeah. <laughs> An owl. <laughs> uh, but I, I was thinking maybe like starfish because then they have that regeneration. Like you basically could never be killed. <laughs> I mean, there you go. See that works. See, see, see. I'm not gonna lie. I'd want to be spliced with a bear, and even if the only thing I got out of it is if I got covered in fur like Beast from the X Men. Also, too. I mean, did you get that picture I sent you in Discord? I don't know. Did I? I oh. don't think so. Oh yes, I did the turtle one. The turtle picture. The turtle picture. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's cool that we're, I guess, scientifically close, and it's like within the ballpark, but, you know, ethics and stuff hold us back from achieving these goals. Um, I guess that's a whole nother question and a whole nother episode, too, is just like the whole ethics behind it, like... I don't know if you have if if you have willing participants. I think that you should be able to do it. Granted, you can't ask the animal if they're willing. I suppose, but yeah, they're not gonna die. Yeah. All right, uh, Devin. Do we have a life advice with Devin before we wrap? Up? A very simple, sweet life advice with Devin. Um, if you don't know how, go learn how to do chest compressions. You could save a life. With an you have Unless you have axes or scissors for hands, in which case you probably won't save lives. Yeah. But if you don't have any of that, go learn chest compressions because you could save a life. Very true. Uh, d- does your job require you to be CPR certified? I am CPR certified, yes, sir. Yeah, I was when I worked at the machine job. I haven't been recertified in years, but... I was at one time certified. That means like I'm no longer certified. That means I can I can claim ignorance when I drop when I just drop an elbow off off of like a oil barrel onto the guy who's choking on the ground. Yep. <laughs> like yep. boom. Uh, so yeah. All right, Rob. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And if you can time travel tonight, you can find me at Linstead DM on Twitch doing uh, being an old man. He's crazy. You time traveling fucks. That was two days ago. (laughs) Uh, You time traveling fucks, you. Devin, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you know, you guys can find me on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, DMP underscore Pookie. And you can find me on Twitch at uh, Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on eBay currently trying to sell my kidneys to help support my family. Well, um, okay. I know that got dark, but uh, it's, it is it is the dark times. So you can find me on eBay selling my kidneys. And it, $45 a pop. I'm I was born in the darkness. <laughs> You I was born in the darkness. You, you <laughs> All right, and as always, everybody, thank you for listening. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at buying Devin's kidneys so I can give them back to him. Uh, and thank you for listening. We love you. And fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold and I Jebediah. Fuck I Jebediah. Great outro music this week. Fuck you, Jebediah. You what ain't did, taking my homestead. What did Jebediah ever do to you? Trying to take my homestead. Oh. All right. We yep. can't. We can't let that happen. Biscuits back. and mustard. Mm. You see, back in the old country, we'd tie him up to a hitching post. And walk them through town. Covered in honey and fire ants. <laughs>